One week till Christmas. It's time to ask, how am I going to love people and reflect Jesus this year? Because love is a practical expression. It's one thing to give Christmas presents, say Merry Christmas, and spend time with people. But are you fully showing the love of Jesus? Let's look at some biblical examples of practical love. Praying for one another. Is there more of an appropriate time than Christmas to pray? To thank God for family, friends, comrades, or even to express your gratitude for the sacrifice God made. Christmas is a joyous time, but for some it is also a hard time. Paul encourages us to be aware of where people are emotionally. Mourn with those in sorrow and rejoice with those in celebration. Maybe this Christmas your expression of love is to mourn with someone. Maybe this Christmas you need to love someone by forgiving them. Proverbs 17:9 says, "Love prospers when a fault is forgiven." How are you going to express love around you? And this year, how is your love going to be practical? Because our God is a God of practical love. This uh, series about love. Reminded me of a friend of mine who was having some difficulties in his marriage, and he was very committed to his wife and his relationship, and so he decided to go and see a counsellor. Now the counsellor told him that he needed to listen to everything that his wife said, and so he went home, and he was very diligent, and he listened to everything that she said, and sometimes it was a bit difficult for him because, well, she talked a lot, but he persisted. And he was very proud of himself. So the next time he went back to the counsellor, he was very happy that he'd persisted and he'd listened and he felt like he'd really made progress. So he was expecting the counsellor to say, "Well done, that's great. You can go on with your relationship now." But instead, the counsellor said to him, "Now I want you to listen to everything that your wife does not say." And he felt a bit deflated. And I think that for us, sometimes love feels like that. We feel like we give everything, we do everything that we think is expected, and yet somehow it seems to fall short. And and whatever we do just never seems to measure up sometimes. Which brings us to our fourth. Can you hear me? People can't hear me. Oh, okay, I'm on. Just not up high enough. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So this brings us to our fourth week about love. And Simon began the series speaking about the foundation of love, which is God. God is love. It's in his nature. He has no beginning and he has no end. And so his love never begins and it never ends. It's eternal which is a bit difficult for us to really understand. 
because our understanding of love is often based on emotion and pleasure, whereas God's love is in his nature. And so to build on this picture, we need to remember that we are created in God's image. In Genesis 1.27, God says that he made humanity in his image, in his likeness. This means that we also have love in our nature. If we are made in the image of God and God is love, then we also are love. We are made to be loved, we're made to love, we're made to be loving. And I know that it doesn't feel like that sometimes, particularly when we're hurt by people. It doesn't feel like people are made in God's image at all. But let's just think about being created in the image of God for a minute. When something is designed by a creative person, it's designed for a specific use. And so that, will, that use will be in the mind of the creator when they think about the shape, the, the design of it, the, the materials that are used, and the whole aspect and form of it. So compare, for example, a plate to a vase. Now, a plate is designed to be flat so that you can put food on it and you can cut it with a knife and fork. A vase, on the other hand, is cylindrical and it's designed to hold water and to be stable enough to hold the water and the flowers. So you can't use a plate as a vase and you can't use a vase as a plate. They're designed for specific uses. And this is what God says when he says in Ephesians 2.10 that we are created by him, handcrafted by him for a purpose. That means he has specifically thought about the way he has designed us. And he says he has designed us in his image, which is love. So we are created by God to be loving. These designs are not accidental. It hasn't just happened. This is a purposeful way that God has designed us. And many people... They worry about their purpose in life. They worry about what they do, what sort of career they'll have, who they'll marry, um, where they'll live. And all of these things are important. But there's one very simple aspect of our purpose in life, and that is to be loving, because that is how God designed us. And sometimes we think about these big decisions, what we'll do and who we'll share our life with, and we forget about this simple underlying foundational principle that God has made that we are to be loving. Jesus made this very clear when he was asked by a student of the law, which was the greatest commandment? Now, this student had probably studied the Old Testament in a lot of detail and he'd probably read all the rabbis' writings about the Old Testament. And he was ready for a debate. He was ready to have a debate with Jesus because that's how they used to interact about the law in the old days. They would bring up a subject and they'd go backwards and forwards and have an argument. But Jesus' reply stunned him. This is what Jesus said. 
You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. And he said the entire law and all the demands of the prophet are based on these two commandments. We can become so accustomed to these words. They're so central to what we understand about Jesus that sometimes they lose their power in our lives. So not only are we created to be loving, but we are also commanded to be loving. It's a part of how we're made. It's a command that Jesus gave us. And it's one of the key purposes in our life. So being loving, it's not an optional extra. It's not something that we do just when we feel like it. It's not something that we do when we have warm, fuzzy feelings. It's something that we are made to share and are commanded to do. When Jesus talked about loving God and loving your neighbour, he used the Greek word agapeo, which is a verb. Now bear with me for a moment. We're used to hearing that the Greek word for love is agape. Now agape is a noun. But in these verses that we read today, love is a verb. Now a verb is an action word. I'm not just giving you an English lesson just for the sake of it. This is actually very central to how we practice love because love is doing things. Love is not just feelings. Love is an action. We tend to think of love describing those warm thoughts that we have about people. But when Jesus is talking about love, he's talking about action. He's not talking about it as a set of static feelings. He's talking about what we do. And so when we think of love as what we do, it's easier to put into practice than if we think about it as how we feel. Now sometimes love comes easy to us. Sometimes it's easy to be in the presence of people and we feel a warm feeling in our body or we have lovely thoughts and we feel safe and secure. And coming up to Christmas, this is how a lot of people feel about spending time with their family and friends. Can you hear me? It's gone off again. But sometimes it's hard to love other people. We don't have those feelings for a lot of people and sometimes this can be parts of our family and sometimes it can also be our friends. And most of us have at least someone in our lives who we would rather not spend any time with. Someone who maybe upsets you or is critical of you. Someone who maybe has caused you hurt and continues to hurt you or someone who causes division in your family. It could be any number of things. And so this is why a biblical understanding of love is so important. Because if we're going to put love into action, we need to understand what it means when Jesus says to love your neighbour. 
And I want to make it clear that, it, that you know, any feelings of hurt or being uncomfortable with people, they're not to be ignored. We, we feel that for very good reasons. But the point is that these feelings are not to determine the way that we act. In the passage from 1 Corinthians, Paul is describing love in terms of actions. Now this list, again, it's probably very familiar to us because it's often read at, at weddings. And it can read like a list that's describing what love is like, but it's actually much more than that. The words that Paul uses for patient and kind and all of the ways he describes love, they're verbs. So it doesn't quite come across as an active thing in English. So the first idea is love is patient, which is the usual English translation. But in the Greek, Paul is using a verb for patience. And so to capture that action, we could say something like, love is showing patience. Now, patience, that's a decision that we take. Patience is not a feeling. It's a decision that we take to accept or tolerate something that's holding us up or, or inconvening us, and we decide not to be anxious or annoyed about it. So patience is a decision. And if you've been trying to park in Cronulla, or Miranda over the last couple of weeks, then you'll know that we've had plenty of opportunity to practice patience. The next action that Paul lists is to be kind. And again, in the English this comes across love is kind, which sounds like it's describing the nature of love. But kind in this passage is actually a verb. And so to capture that, I would say, we could say something like, love is showing kindness. And Christmas time is a great opportunity to show kindness. Particularly when you're out shopping, people in a hurry. You know, they're thinking about what everything they have to get done before the big day. The checkout person is overworked and you can't find anyone to help you with your purchase. In this atmosphere, we can let somebody else go before us. We can help somebody with what they're trying to find. And we can be kind and considerate to the shop assistant, even though they're trying to ignore us. And these are just two examples of how we put love into practice. Being patient and showing kindness. And we don't have to be all loved up to do those things. We don't have to have those feelings of love in order to be kind or to be patient. Now you can read the rest of 1 Corinthians 13 for yourself and as you go through, instead of thinking of each of those things as a description of love, think of them as actions that you can put into practice. But there's a couple that I'll comment on. This one that Paul says, love is not taking offence easily. Now this is something to monitor in ourselves. When we take offence at something, it's usually because we're proud of something or we think that we do something very well and somebody criticises us and we take offence. It's usually an indication that we need to forgive or we need to confess something. 
And the last one I want to comment on is the one that Paul finishes the list with, and that is love never fails, which is literally love never falls down, meaning that love persists. Love keeps going even in the face of difficulties. And this means that love is a decision, it's not just a feeling. So in Paul's list, he's not describing some static characteristic of love that we carry around in our hearts. He's describing something that's lively, active, purposeful. So practical love is actively looking for ways to bless others, to listen, to hear, to help, to encourage, to support, to care for, to comfort, to promote, just to be with, and of course to pray for. These are all actions of love. So we need to lay down any distorted feeling any distorted understanding that we have about love. Because love is a warm and fuzzy feeling and there's nothing wrong with that. And I have very strong feelings of love for a lot of people. And when I think of of what God has done for me and what Jesus has done and the fact that I can now enter eternal life, I'm sometimes overwhelmed by the love of God. But these strong feelings are only part of what God is talking about in terms of love. Because it's easy to act kind and show patience when you're feeling loving. It's more difficult to act that way when we don't have those feelings. But if we think about it as a decision and an action that we take, then it enables us to be practical in putting love into action. Jesus loved the outcasts He loved the lepers, he loved the taxman, he loved all the people who were rejected by society and he was not put off by the fact that he was criticised by the religious leaders of the day for showing love to those people. Jesus is love in action and we are to follow his example. So, let's think of someone that we find difficult to love. And let's ask God to show us how he sees them. And I think we can often decide that grand gestures are the big way to go. But I want to say that God is also in the small things. Because we can tend to think that we're unimportant in the work of the Lord. We can think that it's only the minister or the missionary who are really doing the work of the kingdom of God. But I want to say that Jesus said that he's also in the small words. Listen to these. When you give to the needy a cup of cold water, you minister to Jesus. That's in Matthew 10.42. And Jesus also said that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, which is one of the smallest seeds in the world, and it grows into one of the biggest trees in the world. God is also the God of small things. So, a smile, a kind word, a phone call, a text message. Little things make a difference. And it's often in the small, simple acts of love 
that people are really moved by the love of God. If you find that you're having trouble thinking kindly about this person, then maybe it's because we can block God's love. Any, any unforgiveness that we have will block God's love being able to flow through us. We need to confess unforgiveness and ask God to cleanse us. It's like we roll around in the mud and we're filthy dirty and unless God comes and cleanses us and washes us clean, we won't be able to embrace people in a clean way. We will put mud on them as well. And any time that we're trying to love on our own strength, it won't really flow. We need to draw on God's love. He is a great well of love. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit to come and just enable God's love to flow through us. So a good prayer is to ask God to show us how he sees this other person. So to finish, we are made in the image of God. God is love, so we are made to love and to be loving. But God knows that we fall short of his beautiful character, and so he commands us to love, which means that we need to make decisions to act in kindness or patience or to act in ways that we know are loving. And love is a warm and fuzzy feeling that makes us feel good, but it's also the actions that we take to support and encourage one another. And it's easier to put love into action when we realise that love is not just a set of static feelings that we have. Love is the actions that we take. We can block love when we don't forgive and we can force love when we try to do it in our own strength. So we need to ask God to fill us with his love for people. So after the service, let's put some love into action. Do something different to what you usually do. Maybe tell someone how much you appreciate them or do some little act of kindness that no one else notices. Or ask someone if there's something they need prayer for. And then through this Christmas week, we can think about how we can share love to our family, to our friends, and to anyone who we meet. When we are mindful of wanting to show love, God will grant us many opportunities and in doing so, we will reflect his glory in practical love. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you that you made us to love. Thank you that we're made in your image and that you are love. But we confess, Lord, that sometimes we are not loving and sometimes we struggle to love. Forgive us for not reflecting your nature. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill us with God's love so that we might experience your unconditional love flowing through us. Help us to make decisions that are patient and kind 
and that we can persevere with loving those around us. Give us opportunities today, Lord, and through this week to truly express your love to others and help us to draw on your love. In Jesus' name, amen.